Hello, my name is Clay Hanley. I'm the Associate Pastor here at the Pine Creek Valley Christian Church. And my name is Ron Savitz, the pastor here at the Pine Creek Valley Christian Church. This is the Pine Creek Valley Christian Church podcast. So, so far we have discussed the eyewitness evidence, such as uh, those who are with Jesus and wrote the Gospels. And we have also talked about the external evidence, such as Josephus or any of the other ancient historians who wrote about uh, things that align with what scripture tells us. And today we're going to go about it in a little different approach. And we're going to talk about the archaeological finds, uh, which help to prove uh, the credibility of scriptures. So, Ron, why is archaeology important and what contribution does it make in reference to the Gospels? Well, it's important because it, it confirms so much of what the Gospels record. For instance, one archaeologist carefully examined Luke's writings, which would be the Gospel of Luke in the Book of Acts, and he discovered that Luke refers to 32 countries, 54 cities, and nine islands, and makes, does not make one single mistake. In other words, what he records is absolutely accurate according to what they've been able to find. Uh, wherever uh, Luke wrote, they discovered that his writings are absolutely accurate, particularly in regard to history, places, events, and that kind of thing. And archaeology has done the same in regard to the other Gospels. For instance, in the Gospel of John, it talks about the Pool of Bethesda, it talks about uh, the Pool of Siloam. For a long time, uh, agnostics and uh, atheists said obviously John was wrong because they couldn't find him. <laughs> Archaeologists have found him just exactly as John had recorded. So it confirms that what is recorded there uh, is trustworthy. Yeah, and, and archaeology can really uh, enhance uh, the credibility of the New Testament. Uh, however, it cannot prove or disprove that it is the Word of God, right? So it can enhance, but it cannot prove or disprove that it is the Word of God. Uh, and having said that, it certainly contributes to the authenticity of the New Testament and the Bible as a whole. Exactly. Uh, not only, as you said, the New Testament, the Bible as a whole, what we are saying is there's plenty of evidence uh, for the life and ministry of Christ and also uh, evidence in regard to the events that took place and are recorded for us in the Old Testament. You're going to talk about a couple of those things right now. Yes, yes I am. Uh, there's a great deal of archaeological evidence um, of the Old Testament events. Uh, two that come to mind is uh, the flood and also the Tower of Babel. Uh, now, the flood, if you do not know, is this, uh, the story where God sends a great flood which covers the whole earth, uh, killing everyone except for Noah's family. Right? And what they have found, and this is from uh, the Haley's Bible Handbook. I encourage you. There's some great archaeological stuff in here. Uh, but George Smith of the British Museum found in 1872 in tablets from the library of Asur uh, Banipul at Nineveh, Accounts of the flood curiously parallel to the Bible account, which had been copied from tablets dating back to the first dynasty of Ur, a period about midway between the flood and Abraham. 
Later, many of these ancient tablets were found, and in these tablets, uh, these expressions repeatedly appear. The flood, the age before the flood, inscriptions of the time before the flood. So what this tells us is that throughout the world, not just in this area, there are historical accounts of a great flood which came. Uh, and this obviously points that there was a great flood which covered the whole earth. Uh, and now the Tower of Babel, we'll start first by reading the Bible's account in Genesis chapter 11, verse uh, 1 to 9, which says, Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And the people migrated from the east, and they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the power which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and let us go down there and confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth and they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there, the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. Now, and this is a really fascinating story on its own. However, if we uh, look back, archaeologists have found the site and an inscription which seems to uh, align almost perfectly with what the uh, scripture's account is. And what it says... It is commonly thought by archaeologists that more likely the actual site was in the center of Babylon, identified with the ruins just north of the Marduk Temple. G. Smith found an ancient tablet reading, The building of this illustrious tower offended the gods, and the night they threw down what they had built, they scattered them abroad and made strange their speech. Now, if that's not almost a direct quote from the Bible... Uh, that's not from the Bible, right? This is an inscription found in the site which they believe is the ancient site of the Tower of Babel. It just, it fits so well. And there's so many other examples of this that we can find in archaeology. Um, for example, there are a few books that we can find, which and that we encourage you to get. Yeah, one of them would be Haley's Bible Handbook, which you just read from. Uh, others would be, there's a book out by Zondervan Press called the Zondervan's Handbook of Biblical Archaeology. Another one entitled Archaeology in the Old Testament. And another one called Archaeological Evidence for the Bible. And they're fascinating reading because it confirms over and over again how accurate the Bible is in describing these times, places, and events. Yeah, and, and these are just a few of them that we found and thought would be beneficial to you. And if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, there will be a, a links in the bottom to where you can find each of these books. Um, and if you really, if you just look up archaeological uh, proof of the Bible, uh, you'll find lots of other books, uh, that, which I'm sure have great content. Yes. Uh, 
Um, so we encourage you to, again, like always, we encourage you to look into this stuff for yourself. Uh, it really is fascinating to see the different archaeological proof that's out there. Um, but my name is Clay Hanley. I'm the associate pastor here at the Pine Creek Valley Christian Church. And I'm Ron Savitz, the senior pastor here at the Pine Creek Valley Christian Church. And we thank you for joining us.